What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. That's me, Ben, brother Jay. Happy to be here on the pop with you today. It's really great for you to take some time out of your busy schedule to come and, and spend some spend about an hour, you know, discussing world topics with me. World topics, you know, world leaders, world, probably. <laughs> Abe Lincoln. Abe the <laughs> How hard is it to, the, for us to get to Abe Lincoln? It's it's becoming easier and easier with every single passing week because I cannot believe how much the trend continues to be true that the more stuff we try to make up about Abe Lincoln, the more we can't. <laughs> it's because no matter what, everything about Abe Lincoln is quietly true. Well, also, I, I've gotten really into <clears throat> collecting Abe Lincoln trading cards, a.k.a. $5 bills. Yeah. <laughs> Got a massive collection of Abe Lincoln trading cards. Five dollar bills. Five dollar bills. Five dollar bills, yo. You know what? They're, it's it's great though. They're like, um, they're, it's like some of them are are worth things. You know, like <laughs> yeah, like like, um, so like roughly five dollars. Right. Like I found one on eBay the other day. Yeah, it was like four ninety nine. Yeah, oh wow. You know, but but like shipping. Yeah, but shipping. So yeah, made it like like eight. Like, you know, yeah, you know, you gotta play the long game on that one. I know. I gotta right. be very careful. Gotta be careful. Yeah, very careful. Anyway, uh, is there, is there something else that has lately become true about Abe Lincoln? Well, we okay, so know. if you recall, in the last episode of The Pop, we were discussing the true life fact that Abe Lincoln was basically indestructible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How he absolutely. overcame malaria twice. Right. Even being shot directly in the head didn't immediately kill him. Impressive. Yeah. Impressive. Impressive for most. And we were like, man, someone should really write a comic book about Abe Lincoln. And it turns out... <laughs> that one exists. That not... Yeah, ben, not only does one exist but his power set is that he's indestructible <laughs> i knew it i knew it now to be fair abe lincoln is not the main character of said comic but i bet a lot of people have watched and not even realized uh that they have they have made an extremely popular um animated version of the comic. It is the show Invincible on Amazon. No way. Indeed. Yes. So now, this is like fairly mainstream. Very mainstream. So, and the first season came out last year. The second season has got to be nearing coming out. I don't know if you follow uh, Invincible on Twitter. I know you got off social media. Maybe we can talk about that in a bit. We definitely should. But um, the, the Invincible Twitter feed, very funny, very self-aware, very good. But anyway, within the, within the context of the show, there is this group called uh, the Guardians of the Globe. They are basically stand-in Justice League characters. Okay. Everyone is obviously inspired by certain characters in the Justice League. But their leader is a guy called the Immortal. And uh, he's actually inspired by uh, Vandal Savage over in the DC Comics universe. He's like a bad guy, but he's also immortal. Anyway... Uh, his whole thing is that obviously he's immortal and can't be killed. He is killed in the show briefly before people like reassemble him and he comes back to life. Spoilers doesn't really matter. Um, he's not like a huge character in the show or anything, but he's the leader leader of the Guardians of the Globe, and he's one of these characters who's like he's been alive forever, so he's actually been like a world leader in several different capacities, including it turns out he actually just was Abe Lincoln. No way. Yeah, yeah. he was Abe Lincoln, the immortal, the indestructible. So this is just like how like how like Loki in the show Loki is like DB Cooper. Right, exactly. Something like that. It's just like this guy has been around for thousands and thousands of years and in his life on Earth he has made lots of different um, you know, uh impacts on all of human history, including being a Blinken. This is <laughs> 
this is one of those things where I, I feel like I feel like any any character who has ever been like immortal in this capacity, because I think the Eternals did this as well, where like they have the character of Thena, who is just like Athena. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, like she was just the actual person that like the stories are based off of. Right. Like, exactly. Like that's that's them. That's them. Um, it's it's like writers can't not do it. It's like if you've been immortal, you have to have been able to have like infiltrated like things right like you you well because i mean that if you're immortal the number one thing you have on your time on your side is time obviously right like you don't even have to you don't need any sort of like high risk banking situation going on right you need just the lowest risk eventually i'll be rich system going on ever and eventually it will like you know everything is all all like the banking stuff that like accrues you money over time assumes you will die after a certain amount of time <laughs> sure right but you don't have to worry about that <laughs> so this is almost like we we talked several weeks ago about the idea of like okay like what would we do if we uh didn't have to like worry about like money at all anymore and i think your answer to that question was like make videos man yeah i mean and i keep thinking if i could just get some work done i could finally get some work done exactly you know exactly what I mean? so the question is like if if you you today, all of a sudden, like a doctor came up to you and they were like, we found a rare gene inside of you. And yeah. it turns out you are, in fact, immortal. Yeah. You know, and it's like you will continue to live forever. Right. How would it change your life? Well, I mean, obviously, it would change your life in a whole bunch of different ways and a whole bunch of different circumstances over forever. Yeah. Um, however, would you live differently? Oh, boy. That is a crazy, crazy question. The immediate it, it would it, it's a mixed bag because it's the immediate realization that everyone you know is going to die and you will not and then you'll have to meet new people and it's like do, is does my body age in this situation or am i like roughly like how i am now it's hard to say it's hard to, it's say. Hard to say i mean yeah. I, i'd like to think that maybe like in this particular case let's just assume that basically like the reason that they've discovered you're immortal is because like like your everything about your like biology has been like locked like three years ago or something. So whoever right. you were three years ago is who you will be for the rest of forever. Right. I'm just like 31 forever. Yeah. yeah so here's roughly. my curiosity though, is that like, I feel like whenever you have like people who are immortal in stories and probably the only reason there's a story about them is because they're interesting, but it's also like you always assume that they're like ambitious and will become world leaders of some kind. Right. But like, imagine if there was just somebody who was like quietly immortal and like, and like they just literally exist on the planet somewhere and just do like, you know, like, like, like farm rice that's that's exactly Asia yeah no that's exactly it like if you're immortal there's no reason to start calling attention to that fact you know like right you've got forever on your like literal forever on your side so i think my mindset would be for the most part continue living um the way i am right now the way i'm living right now just sort of understand that like eventually right now 2022 will be just like a blip in my memory and it's like it's all about just creating a snowball if you're immortal and then you can just disappear off the good because eventually like the you can get to a point of wealth just based on solely nothing but time sure that like most people don't have and you can just get there eventually without even having to be like crazy creative about it or anything right you know like you just you know you don't have to be crazy ambitious you probably don't even want to you just want to like 
exist after a while, I imagine. Okay, so here you because you're kinda, not you're not even really humanity then, you it, know. That's true. That's true. But so okay, I have I have kind of a curiosity question because I feel like you could apply it to this, and it's a it's like a piece of wisdom that I took from a book that I was reading a couple of weeks ago, um, called "The Wisdom of Insecurity," which was recommended to me by our editor Riley. Okay. Um, and it was it was like the entire book for what it's worth is not very long. However, every single sentence of the book could be like taken out and posted as like an individual piece of wisdom. Like every single sentence of the book is like packed with 19 layers of meaning. And so I was just like, you know, I listen to things on like that double speed or whatever. And so I was like, I feel like I would need to read it like 13 times to like even begin to start to understand <laughs> all of the things that this, that this author was saying. So do you have like a, like a main takeaway? There from was. It? Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the, the main takeaway was basically this idea that if you can't learn to live in the present, like, like that needs to become your biggest goal. Because if you're always living for the future, then it's this idea that like the future never comes so like if right. you're living now so that you'll be happy three years from now, then it's like if three years from now you reach that point, but you're still living then for three years from then, right. then it's like you're, you never catch up with it. Yeah. And so like one of the biggest, like I think struggles that, that people have um, sort of universally is this, is this idea of like living inside of the present, like living for the now and not being so, uh, so preoccupied with what will still come. Right. Um, and I think the more that you can find a way to narrow in and enjoy the now, the overall happier you will be. Um, which like the, of all the books that I've read, almost all of them have referred to this concept of baseline happiness. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's basically that like there, there is a, an amount of happy that you probably are almost regardless of circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so like you might have a bad day or a good day. And so you might fluctuate down or up from whatever that baseline is, but you'll always sort of land back at about the baseline. Right. And so if, if you really want to like become happier, the goal needs to be, how do I raise the baseline? You right. know? And it's like, so you're not trying to make like, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe even rounding myself in circles now, but it's like you don't want to try to make like any one day just specifically good. Or maybe the process of making every one day good will slowly give you like the gradual like lift. Perhaps, on yeah. Your, on your baseline happiness. So what I was going to say, though, is that if you were immortal and you could think and live in this way, like you wouldn't need to worry about the future the same way that we as mortals do. Right. So you you might have the unique ability to always live in the moment. Always. You're right. Because, so, yeah, you're not like, you don't need to worry about the future because the future, like, the reason people would be worried about the future is because eventually they're going to die, right? Like, you need to prepare to get ready to enjoy the rest of your life because that's what all you will have is the rest of your life before right. eventually it's gone forever. So, like, you need, it, you need to do right now to be prepared for the future so that in the future you're ready, you know, to be retired or to have fun or to be secure or whatever. But, yeah, if you're, if you're immortal, then no big deal, right? The future is always there. You're not going to die, so just take your time. There you go. Yeah, this is this is like a key conflict between men and elves in Lord of the Rings, where like, oh, like elves just take forever to do everything. There's no rush. <laughs> no rush. We are in no hurry. We are in literally. No, we got all of time. We have all of time. 
Why would we go to war? That's one way we can die, and that would be dumb. You know, no better way to live. <laughs> no yeah. better way to live. So, okay. Yeah. So interestingly, so living in the moment, I had something, I'm going to call this my wick of the peak this week, Oh, um, which we'll do early. Mm. But so I, uh, a couple days ago, I was having like a bit of a down day at home and Alice was talking to me over dinner and we were just trying to like work through the problem. And it was just kind of like one of these, like, you know, she's like, what can I do to like, you know, like cheer you up or whatever. And so finally she was just like, okay, go outside and like go sit under the pergola and close your eyes and i was like i have no clue what's going on like like i mean in my mind i'm sort of like i like maybe she's got like like a surprise or like something fun that she can bring out or whatever it's just but like, like an hour later you've sat quietly with your eyes closed it's like wasn't <laughs> yeah. that nice right it's like that's it i, <laughs> that I went, up and, it. <laughs> went up and took a bath yeah. you know like read a book um yeah just leave me out there just sitting quietly <laughs> with my eyes closed um but no so after like i go outside i'm sitting there and i'm just like pure confusion i'm like i have no idea what's going on and so finally like i hear like the back door open and she's like are your eyes closed and i was like yep and so you can sort of like hear like your feet, like, you know, like come down the stairs, like pitter patter towards me. Next thing I know, I just get wailed in the face with a giant handful of flour, <laughs> just like, like baking flour. Right. She yeah. just like, she's walked down right up next to me and just blast me with it. And I'm like, what on earth just happened? So like I open my eyes, one of which is like half glued shut. Right. Because yeah. Cause you can't, uh, you're full of powder. I know. Well, yeah. So I'm like, what happened? She's holding out a bag full of flour. She's got a bag and she goes, go. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we proceed to run about our yard, throwing flour at one another. Nice. I know, which was hilarious and random. And I never could have predicted it in a million years. However, it was a very nice, like live inside of like the moment moment. Right. Uh, where it was kind of like, I'm not even like worried about the fact that like my neighbors could just be like standing on their porch right now like what are they like, what doing what is happening it wasn't until later that i was like oh i should probably have thought about that like no you know, no like, you shouldn't I know, have i shouldn't exactly. have exactly um but so i was like even even like reflecting on it though i was like it was just flour which is immensely inexpensive you know it's like it's it's such a cheap product mm -hmm. it was like such a memorable thing we took some hilarious photos after the fact where we were just both like coated in white um and like even just being outside, it's like there's there's nothing dangerous or, or weird or off or anything about flour just being on the outside. Yeah. And I was like, maybe maybe this is something more people should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe not. I don't know if there's like some type of like health or safety risk associated with it. Um, well, I think the the thing that you're doing is just living in the moment, though. Oh like yes, not, yes, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, so basically, my wick of the peak is flower fights. However, my real wick of the peak is live inside of the moment. Live inside the moment. Uh, this is something I constantly back up against when we're doing like the like the vlog, uh, for example, like um, like whether or not like a lot of times I'll be doing something with the kids, playing with them in some way, and it'll occur to me that like, oh, this is very adorable, and it's like very like um, you know. Uh, viewable like i uh, should i get my camera out and like try and film this sort uh -huh. of thing like yep. last week um <clears throat> we had all i had all the kids in the backyard and there is this um sled that you might you know go down a hill uh, for in, in the snow sure. that we have left in the backyard often we'll just sort of like prop it up on the stairs as a barrier so nick and nate don't start going up the stairs because they're not great on the stairs yet okay don't want them to fall or anything however um we were just sort of sitting out in the yard 
and Luke was dragging it around. And so we have this like tiny little hill in our yard and I just put the sled at the top of the hill and I was like, all right, boys, get in the sled. And it's got like a little pull rope on it. So all three of them pile into the sled and I just go like, you know, and then I just pull them down the hill. And once you get some gravity going, it just slides, you know, on the grass pretty good anyway. Sure. And then you can just pull them down. And, you know, we get to the bottom and they all tumble out and they're all like laughing and having an absolute blast. And we do it like, you know, five or six more times. And like, I could tell, like, I, like, I am just having fun playing with the kids. Like, I have, you know, I've lost track of, like, wh- how much time is passing or what we're doing. It's just like, yeah, we're there. We're, sle- you know, we're doing summer sledding in the backyard with the kids. And then, like, at some point, I'm like, oh, you know what? I should vlog this. And I'm like, but should I? Because I'm like, I'm really just, like, having fun with the boys right now. But then, like, also... Oh, man, summer sledding the three these three in a sled like that's very that's very good footage, right? You know? And it's just like I hate like that battle in my brain. So did, have I talked about the idea of performing fun? Right. I, I don't know if I did or not. I know that I I wrote it down <laughs> in one of my show notes for the pop several weeks. Okay, ago. I'm not sure you have. Okay, but so the the idea behind performing fun, I, I found a blog post about this sort of in the wake of. I want to say it was Coachella. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that was a a big musical festival that just happened. But um, the thing is, is that there, there is sort of, and I mean, everybody knows exactly what this is. You've all witnessed it somewhere before uh, through social media or, or something of the sort, but it is the idea that you are seeing photos of people who are performing exactly that fun. Like they have gone to a cool location. They have worn a cool outfit. They have done something in particular like under, the very intentional purpose of like, I need to make it look like I am having so much fun. Right. And that's the thing is that it's almost like, but are you having fun? Exactly. Um, and, and so that's, I, I agree with you completely because like, I almost feel like, um, while so much of all of the aspects of the vlog, like when we do it as well, it's like, you're seeing like authentic moments of our life, but there's also like the, there's probably no way to ever capture the moment you just described. It's like, be- right. because I almost feel like, like, unless it just so happens to be the case that you are like filming something and then it happens to be rolling as this like ensues. Yeah. It's almost like you can never plan those like magic moments. Oh yeah. It's like, it'd be the only real way is if someone was like secretly filming you and you didn't know. Cause like, even if it was just like, oh yeah, I have, I have a, this is, this is my, you know, um, this is my vlogger friend. He's just, he'll just be here with a camera capturing stuff. You know? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. Even that it's like, you're aware of the camera. So even you if you're actually having fun, it's like, you still know. So it's there. This has been like my thing at the last couple of like family gatherings that I've done is I will bring my, um, like my point and shoot camera camera which has like a nice zoom lens on it yeah uh and i will literally like sort of like walk through the party and like almost be like looking from like inside of like someone's living room into the outside where like two people are having a conversation and like take pictures yeah and so what you're getting is these like awesome candids yeah because of the fact that like literally nobody even knows it's happening right and so it's not like a posed photo it's just sort of like it's like i'm sort of like on the patrol for like a cute moment and then be like oh i can probably grab that um but i do think you're exactly right it's like anybody i'm taking a picture of doesn't know that i'm taking a picture of them right so it's like yeah secret vlog secret vlog it would seem really difficult to pull this off it would especially because once people knew you were doing secret vlog they'd always know you were doing secret vlog oh that's true too right yeah That'd yeah be a tricky thing Hard you have to get extra out. good at it you gotta get extra good at it so right. anyway uh on the note of performing fun though and sharing it to social media one of the transitions i can make here is that i signed off social media signed off entirely signed off entirely i signed off a twitter two years ago 
at the beginning of twenty, I think right around the beginning of like uh, the pandemic, mm-hmm. it was kind of like I this is like so it is such a dark hole, and I'm like working from home, and I don't have the ability to like have positive interactions with anybody else, and I I, I will like stew on something I just saw, and it's just like it, it was one of those things where it's like. It, it's almost like it's like the the like car wreck analogy it's like you just can't really like look away right it's like i think that's usually how i felt it's like i know i'm not looking at something good but i can't stop looking for some reason right and um so i i feel like i was like nope that's just it i gotta like i gotta like remove my ability to get to it, it. is yeah twitter is like it is so random because you're right sometimes i will see something and it'll be like i will see a remark and it's like obviously you know inflammatory or something right and i will like go look at the comments just hoping to see someone like you know dispute it in what i would consider you know the from my opinion the correct point of view sure you know and you'll scroll down two or three and you're like find someone who like validates your point of view or whatever and then I will see, like, I wonder what people are responding to this, like, new, what I, you know, this more nuanced take. Like, are people agreeing, like, yes, this, or whatever. Uh-huh. But then you'll see people respond, and they're not even arguing, they're not even like, no, actually, you're wrong, I agree with the initial person. They've got some brand new thread of complete nonsense. And then you're like, what is, it? what? What does that have to do with anything? And then it's like, the way in which, like, it's like, people start arguing, it's like, you I, I don't even know. It's like people are coming up with new ways to be mad about so many different things. I'm just like, this is, I can't even, why am I here? I don't even know what I'm doing here. What is this? I know. Like, I like know. how could, how could you have taken it in this direction? Like, it's just like, you're so determined for the other person to be wrong. That has gone so off the rails so fast in ways I can never anticipate. And it happens all the time. I'm like, I just gotta, I can't, I can't. I know. Like, I, like I will go and I will look and I'll be like, why did this even show up on my feed why did this even show up on my feed and if it is like i uh, like sometimes uh, it, it, it is inevitably someone like someone i'm following liked this post and i'm like i ha- like remove all of those how do i make my, this not how do happen? i make this if i could turn this off i feel like it'd be a lot better i don't care what people i'm following liked if they posted something that's something different because then i can just easily unfollow them but now it's just like do i want to unfollow this person because they liked a thing i don't know you know <laughs> my suspicion is that the day will come where it will be regulated that social media platforms will not be able <clears throat> to implement practices specifically intended to keep you on platform ah uh, then um, it yeah, sounds like a lot of gray area it, it is a lot of gray area yeah. for sure but this is um there, there's actually been I, i'm going to attempt to have a slight uh fi- financial comparison here but there has been like a like a great big crash lately in the cryptocurrency market uh, oh dear where where everything has sort of like nosedived but like the the coverage that i've seen about it is is basically suggesting that like the people who have like investment portfolios or, or whatever they have like so much money and there are like literally playbooks on how to like get an asset to dive like low in price so that you can then buy it at a lower price. Right. And there are (coughs) regulatory bodies that prevent this from happening. It's the same as like, like insider trading even, uh, with the stock market, but because cryptocurrency currently isn't protected by those regulations. Um, right. You can it, like use all the old tricks. You can use all the old tricks. Right. So it's like there's Wild nothing out there. There's nothing from stopping anybody from just going through. Mm-hmm. And then of course the only people who can pull these things off are people that have such like huge amounts of uh, investment dollars at their disposal in order to 
execute it. Man. You know, so like yeah. a, like an individual person is is not likely able to to do this. Um, however, if you were to take that idea and apply it to social media, it's it's kind of like so many other platforms. What they do, or or part of how they work, is that they're aiming to get you to stay on. Right. And things that make you feel angry typically are very grabbing as well because you'll see something it'll give you that visceral response and then you and then you stay and so like yeah it's it's almost we've talked before about like the like the robot that is designed to like harvest copper yeah you know and it's like the more that it learns and learns and learns and learns and learns the more that it will like slowly start ripping pipes out of everybody's house to harvest copper and then it will you know pull it from this other essential resource or, or, or this place and then like eventually like all of the copper has been removed to the point where it's like there's nothing left other than a huge pile of copper. Right. It's like, it's become <clears throat> too efficient. It has become a problem. Right. Um, and I think that that's maybe a small amount of tinfoil hat theory um, of, of what we're seeing is that like, it's like the more you can see something that makes you angry, the more that it will get you to stay. The more that you stay, the more likely it is that you're a lot, that you will ultimately post something that will make somebody else angry. This is yes, I I get like so aware of this. Like if I if I like feel myself like this is gonna, I will like try and like like I know the algorithm is like sitting there timing you on any post, and it's yeah. just like no, don't 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 let it. Right. It's like I I actively don't want to see more stuff like that. So please like this like can you notice how rapidly I like can can you take that into consideration the speed at which I exited. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, it's like you're you're trying to like talk to the algorithm. So are what you so on on so I, I have I have two thoughts here. So um certain platforms. So you have like a platform like TikTok though, where like you like I guess you're not on anymore, but right. like you famously said like you never like clicked the heart button on anything, like didn't give it any information to go off of. Correct. It obviously still adjusted to whatever you liked and yep. still eventually started feeding you stuff because based on like watch times and things, but. Correct. When you log on to TikTok, it's not like it is it it it, it does not at, like as soon as you log on, it'll start feeding you videos based on knowing nothing about you. Right. Right. Like it's not it's not like YouTube where you go on and you intentionally look at a thumbnail and click it. It you scroll with the intent of not knowing what's coming next correct so and and i would say like as an example so i i did not get on i didn't download or or ever even enter the app of tiktok again until the pandemic so maybe i i got off twitter and got on tiktok and so one thing i can say is that like um charlie d'amelio i think is like one of the most famous tiktokers of all time i saw her for maybe the first like week that i had it yeah because she has videos that get millions and millions and millions of views but i'm also not her target audience right so it was like at first the the generic like like shotgun shell information that it shoots you is like here's a bunch of super popular things and then we're gonna like whittle down yeah it's gonna 20 questions you exactly yeah yeah yeah. so it's like charlie d'amelio is super popular to millions and millions and millions of people which means statistically you could be one of those people it turns out you're not okay we won't show that anymore right yeah, that's crazy because, like, I, I watch TikTok fairly regularly and, like, I don't, like, if I've seen one of her videos, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. like, maybe I've never seen one. It, I don't know. It is also possible, for what it's worth. I also don't know. And um, it maybe maybe this was more of, like, a flash and, you know, the pan type of thing. Oh, sort of sure. Like, maybe she was really big in 2020 when everything was kind of going right going wild so what i think is interesting though about your idea here that it would be like illegal to like if if there was a law that stopped social media things from 
like implementing that kind of practice, uh-huh. it would basically like that would be like the end of TikTok because that's all TikTok is more or less. It it would make TikTok in all social media platforms by definition, which is to say, which is to say, the more you use it, the more you like it. Right. I so, think. I right, th- let me let me just finish. Okay. That. Sorry. Yeah. So like, which is not to say that like like I can hate Twitter, and it used to also still be able to suck me down a rabbit hole, but like still. I was using my time on it. Right. Which is to suggest, even though I know I hate it, that my usage doesn't suggest that. Right. So what I would say is that if this regulation ever came to be, it would make all social media worse. I would also counter with that would probably make the world better. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Okay. So here's, here's how I think. Here's here's my, my immediate um, like idea for how maybe I don't think you could ever stop it from being like you can't implement anything that stops that you know keeps people on the site or something because like th- things like TikTok just wouldn't work or like you get to the end of a YouTube video it it shows you suggested videos like it removes the homepage from YouTube but like I think what you could do is like mandate a mandatory subscription only feed on any given like social media platform. Yes. Right. Absolutely. You can still have like, you could still have the discover page, which will just randomly generate whatever it wants to keep you on the page. Sure. But then like, like I would love, I think it would, I would love it if I could turn on Twitter, like the subscription only feed where it's like, there are literally no, promoted tweets there are no this person liked this person's tweet it is just literally only people i follow and that's it right yeah so i mean and maybe what i would argue too if that was the case is that that would need to be what shows up first right yeah that would have to be part of it you're right like like, you would have to toggle to the different thing right and and i think that like if you were to look at you know like any addictive substance or something like that like those are those are regulated in such a way that like there are limits on how much of that can be. Mm -hmm. And so I, I suppose that if I'm going to start to try to like make real big leaps in terms of like ideas or, or how regulation comes to exist, it would be that like removing this practice from these platforms would almost be like regulating the amount of addictive substance that was allowed to go into them. Mm hmm. Um, partly because I think that that is the very nature of what, of what it is. It's, right. it's almost exactly what I just described. It's like, I could know that if I open the app Twitter, it will make me feel worse. Right. And yet it's like for the longest time, that was not enough to get me to stop doing it. Right. You know? Right. You're still like, boop, you just open it. Right. Right. Yeah. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a 
fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card now i know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see but you can also request them to be sent to you at any time so they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do but whether you're buying selling trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And so... um Ultimately, yeah. So, so over the weekend, I had a couple of life updates. So I can actually, I can, I can maybe like kind of fill in a little bit what ultimately led me to my removal from social media because it, it was sort of like a couple of stair-stepped decisions. But one of them is that I stopped seventy-five hard. Completely. You stopped it. I stopped. Wow. The um, update. I know it was How a big update. 
How far did you get? 64 days. 64 days. Yes. Okay. And so basically what happened was I, um, I, I set out with the goal and, and my big thing with this is that like I have exercised a lot over the past like five to seven years of my life in varying capacities, whether Mm -hmm. it was rock climbing or biking or running or weightlifting. Um, All of those things I have like committed a lot of time and energy to. Right. And I think that what I was trying to do with 75 hard was something that I had never really, really, really done before, which was like live the whole lifestyle in order to try to like accomplish a goal. And so for me, what I wanted to do was basically put on like an additional 10 pounds of like physical muscle Mm -hmm. so that like I would, I would go from 170 pounds to 180 pounds. Like that was, that was the goal with the, the hope being that like, if I'm eating more good food and I'm exercising more often then I'm giving my body more fuel to then grow those muscles. Mm -hmm. Uh, and ultimately what happened, uh, throughout the process was I just lost weight. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I'm, you know, so it was, it was one of these things where it's, it's like, I I know that that's like one of those very like, Oh my gosh, like what a problem to have. I assume you're not getting a lot of sympathy for that. (laughs) Not the most, but, but which is fine, which is fine. Like I'm not really when it comes down to it, I'm not asking even for sympathy. It just, it just isn't what my goal was. Right. Yeah. And, um, one of the things that I was discovering is that like, as like my, even like body fat percentage was getting so low, I think it was just depleting my mood. Well, yeah, that, that I feel like makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yes. Um, and so it was like one of these things where it's like, I, I am like definitely like in the beginning of it, I was like, man, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm not drinking alcohol. I'm eating all these like really good foods every day. I'm like, you know, being like very focused on things. Like I have purpose and like all that was really good. And I think it was, it was like the, the, the line graph of it was almost like I started, it went up for like, you know, the first like three, four weeks. And then it was sort of like slowly on this like descent down. Right. And eventually it passed back your original state of being. Yeah, exactly. Eventually it passed back the original state of being, which was to say, uh, like again, if you go back to that baseline happiness type of thing, it was almost like this is aiding my baseline happiness at the moment. Like right. I, I might be like moving the needle right. or the or the line like an upward trajectory. Right. The first twenty days, you're great. You're higher than the baseline every day. Right. Right. And, and then, then you're at nineteen, and then eighteen, and then seventeen, and then all of a sudden you're down to like negative seven, yes. negative eight. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I was like, man, this is this is not how I wanted this to go. And the, the real problem for me was that like, I was, I was very torn. Like I had like built these walls or like laws inside of my brain about Mm. like, like as if I had like made this commitment and it would be like wrong for me to like step away from it. And it's like, I am the only one holding myself to this. Right. Nobody else is holding myself to this. Right. And that was like a very clear distinction that like, I needed to make for myself to finally just take a step back. Uh, so uh, this past weekend, like I said, it was Sunday night. I was just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. And I, I went and my, my favorite beer is, uh, called get bent from Parkway Brewing Company here in Roanoke. And so I went and bought one. Uh, and I was like explaining this, to, like my vlog camera, which hasn't come up yet. But, um, as I'm like explaining it to the camera, Allie, like, like, like came running across the room and like hugged me. No. And I think she was just like, I I think that she was really feeling Mm -hmm. like the effects of it. Like, like this, like this mood depleting problem. Right. Um, and so I had my, I had one get bent 
Yeah. <laughs> Your one beer. Took me three hours and I, f- I probably fell asleep. It was like, I'm back. Woo! I'm back. Yeah. Um, that being said, sure enough, I can't do one thing without doing another thing because apparently that's the way that my brain works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what did you do now? Oh, that's, that, when I, that's, that's when you decided to quit social media. That's when I decided to quit social media. So yeah. I was like, okay, it feels like, feels like, uh, and here, here, let me see if this, if this tracks, if this logic tracks. So I felt like I couldn't stop doing this because I was almost afraid people externally would be like disappointed in me or possibly judge me for like not seeing it through, which for one, I don't think is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, I think it also suggested that I was building these parameters very much based on external perception. Yeah. You know, it was sort of like I was, I was doing these things or, or I was maybe trying to hold true to it more based on how other people would feel about it than how I felt about it. Right. Which is to say, not good. <laughs> like, right. I, like, I didn't feel good about it. And so I think that that realization then, as you apply it to social media, it was almost like, maybe maybe there's too much of that. And it makes sense given like what we do professionally, given the fact that you are listening to my voice on a podcast right now. Like right. we put a lot of our life out there, you know, f- for other people to ultimately yeah. see. Yeah. And so I was like, I do a lot of that on the pop. I do a lot of that through like Super Carlin Brothers. There's a fair bit of it on the vlog. It's like, I think that... It doesn't need to, like, I don't know if I want all of it everywhere all the time. Right. And so I think that that was part of it, too. With like the, the two ideas kind of like shook hands and passed each other and, and whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm going to see what it's like. Uh, and it's been interesting because I'll, you, you very habitually have the process and you may not even notice this because it hasn't like, it, like ever stopped you before. But um, I open my phone all the time, like all the time to like go to these apps and, yeah. and I don't even notice how fast my hand can like navigate, you know, to like the folders that I have like my social media apps in and stuff. And so since turning it off, I keep doing that like 20 right. times a day. Um, but even through the process of it, it's almost like that's been like this stark reminder of like, man, if, if not for them being deleted off my phone, I would have just opened it again. Right. And so every time that happens, it's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it is weird when your brain has to like undo like this, sort of learned behavior in that way. Like, uh, I've had that when, like, people have, you know, exited my life before. Uh-huh. Where, like, if, uh, you know, or I, if, if I've had, like, a person who, like, I was, di- did not like being around uh-huh. or something, and then, like, you know, through circumstance or whatever, they just, they, they moved or whatever, and they were just gone. Uh-huh. And it was just like, Ugh. And, like, I you know, like, you'd be getting ready for work, and all of a sudden... Like, you know, you, like I would feel my brain go through some like mental checklist of like, okay, make sure you don't say this or make sure like you back up or, or you know, be, be prepared for this. And then all of a sudden, like some extra person in my brain would be like, actually, you know what? That's not a problem anymore because that person's gone. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. like, yeah. And then like, of course, it's like, it's so weird because like, and then suddenly someone would be like, no, you shouldn't be happy about that. You should feel guilty that you felt bad, that you were happy about that. And you'd be like, you're right. I should. That was a bad. That was a bad. That was a negative feeling. I shouldn't be happy that someone's gone. You'd be like, no, it's okay. They were. They were bothering you. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> you reminded it's me like, a lot of like the shoulder angels from. Yeah, it's uh, very Emperor's shoulder angels. It's like, like yeah, wait, no, wait, no. Wait. He's got a point. Yeah. Though, though man. Okay. So the, this is the, sort of like branching into a new topic. As as um like I was thinking about that because sometimes this will come up like 
I, I sometimes the way I feel like my brain works, it'll be like it'll it'll feel like it's behaving in a way very similar to like the way a computer processes things okay, or something like sometimes I can feel my brain try and take like a shortcut to something like it like using muscle memory or something as if like let's say I am you know standing at the counter and I need a spoon and I like will reach down and I will open the cabinet door underneath the drawer where the spoons are uh-huh. and like I will look down and look at my hand and just be like what this isn't where the spoons are <laughs> And it's just like, and then it's like, I can like, re, it's like as if I can like replay the log in my brain or something. And it's like, oh, I see what happened. I'm standing so near the handle that like my brain was just like grab handle, open drawer. But like my, it's like, oh, this is interesting. Right. And it's just like, oh, and so like I did that, but I happened to, I was like too close to a second handle that I actually grabbed instead. And it was just like, oh, like, oh, you tried to shortcut it. So your, your brain will go on like autopilot and like literally do like not the wrong thing but do like a similar thing that isn't the thing you intended right it was like instead of saying open kitchen open open spoon drawer it was just like open handle near hand you know that is very interesting yeah i I have to tell you that i actually i don't know that i experienced the same thing never (laughs) so i i am very curious to know if others do because there's there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that like that there are certain like um, roadmaps that different people's brains tend to follow in terms of like what their, their like logical processes are in terms of how quickly they can get from like one thing to another or like what information they think they can like bypass the checks and balances and stuff. Yeah. Um, Well, like, so then yeah, backing up, going to my other example where it was like, Oh, I don't have to see this person anymore. Like, like I could feel my brain do these. It was like, it was going through, it's like morning, like, like going through like a system check or something like make sure you're on guard for the sink today. It's like, oh, actually, we ran the backup on that one. Don't have to be worried about that. We can let this one go. You can like lower, yeah, like lower yeah. the the amount of things like that are kind of like processing w- through the cache. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just like, and so this is the uh, I'm gonna walk you through my whole process here. But like, so immediately, this is just like my. Uh, it, it's like, oh, we're in a simulation sort of thing. Like my <laughs> brain is thinking like computer brain. And then I was like, no, you know what? What if it's not? What if it's not simulation? What if it's that people design computers the way computers are because they're designing their own brain, like in a way. Oh, you know, weird. Like the way the way computers works, the computers work the way computers work because that's how your brain works. <laughs> right. Like okay, so that's a good. <laughs> point because i you do know. think more than we would want to admit like because you you tend to think of of computers as like ones and zeros it's all very yeah. like it's very binary it's it's a series of like this or that you know and it's yeah. like the more complex um they they have gotten over the years the, the way more advanced things that we are then able to do yeah you know with those this or that like we're so far from like the ones and zeros at this point that it's like we're you know, we, we can't even see the the original ones anymore right. um that being said though it's still like the decisions of those pathways were still created by human brains right which is to say that at some point in time someone had to make a decision about what came next right like how to design the computer. <laughs> right. And, and yeah. so it's, it's fascinating to me because I don't that I've ever really considered, um, like coding in this way. Like it always felt like you were following such a, a specific set of processes mm-hmm. that like it couldn't be, it couldn't deviate into like personalized, but that's not really true. Like it, it absolutely can be like each person could have their own unique coding style. Yeah. Al- almost like handwriting. Sure. Yeah. Very much. 
So I wonder if then like people who are like very good now, I'm, I'm sure people who know are like, you're, you're exactly, this is exactly what happens. Um, but I wonder if that means that the people who are really, really good at coding, it has maybe not so much to do with the knowledge of how to type in code form to the computer, but more how to do it like very succinctly. Mm. You know, it's like, how can you, how can you, um, if you ever try to like Google a question, you're like, I don't think I'm Googling it correctly. And then you get close enough that like Google's auto filled question is like, that's what I meant. This, I, you know what? Um, sometimes yes, but I also come across this, like the way that people inter- in like interface with Google is like a little bit is like different somehow. Like if you put 30 people in a room and like they were trying to figure out the same answer, it's not like they would like you would of course type whatever you typed into Google to get the answer, but like they all might type in different things to try and get the same answer. Uh-huh. Cause I've had situations where like, I just, I could not figure out how to get this answer and you'll, and you'll be like, no, it was this. And it'd be like, I don't know what you put into Google that I didn't put into Google, you know? Right. Like, or like, You're yeah, not some, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Or like sometimes Beth will have a question. She's like, I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. And I'll just like go to Google and be like, it was right here. I don't know. I don't know what you typed in that was different or like what, like what strategy you use to search for things. But it's like, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Sometimes people, sometimes the way your brain interacts with it, it gets exactly the answer you want. And other times it's just not there. This is the type of thing where I would almost love to go into like a control <clears throat> room or something where you're like inside of the computer looking at like little windows of like, a, of let's say 50 people around you and they're all given the same problem to solve and they all go to Google to solve it. And it'd be so fascinating to see how close whatever they type in is <clears throat> to each other. Right. So it's like, I, I don't know how to even begin to start to develop like an experiment that we could do or like ask the audience to participate in. Like, no. you know, like how would you discover the following? Right. You know, it's like, let me present you with a problem. What did you type in to get to the end of it? Right. I don't know. I don't know how to do that either, but <laughs> it would be fascinating to see. It would be. Yeah. Okay. If we can think of something, we'll have to continue to We'll have to continue to think on this. Or if you have an idea for something, uh, listener at home, then certainly let us know because that's something we can, but that's something we can circle back to. Yeah. We can do some science. Do some science. Do some problem solving. Yeah. As it were, which segues. Ayo. Ayo. Nice into some other problem solving I've had to do, Ben. Oh, goodness gracious. Ben, as you may recall, yeah. I have been recently trying to grow some sunflowers. Oh, I actually am very aware of this. Yes. yes. And let me tell you, Ben. I when I set out on this journey, I don't think I realized that like the 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 war I was entering. Oh no! Yeah, who, it who, is. Who's the, I mean, sunflowers by like the very definition of the fact that sun is included, the yellow appearance of them, almost everything about them seems happy. They're very happy. That's exactly why I wanted them. I was like, you know what's great about sunflowers? Everything. 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 They're really tall, which is fun. They grow fast. It'll be cool for the kids. They're bright and yellow. They're nice. You can see them all the way from the road. You know, like it'll be, it's going to look good in front of my house. It's going to be good. And I'm going to, it's going to give me a reason to care about this tiny patch of earth right in front of my house that I have to walk past every day. That was previously nothing but weeds. Weeds. I hate. I don't like the weeds. So anyway, (laughs) yeah, uh, it is, I, it has just been like, I, 
I can't believe the amount of time I've had to dedicate to growing the sunflowers because, like, uh, you let me borrow your rototiller a few mm. weeks ago, which was nice. You're welcome. Probably over a month at this point, and I just tilled it all up. And, like, in my mind, that was going to be the end of the weed problem. Oh, More sure. or less, right? Like, like any you, weeds that were down there, them. I annihilated them. I ripped up the roots. They're all gone. Right? Wrong. Very wrong. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, certainly when I was left, any weeds that were on the surface were completely gone. It looked like just a brown patch of earth. And then I planted the seeds and then just, you know, wait for it to go. But sure enough, there's still plenty down there that began cropping up again. Okay. And, like, I have gone out there. Uh, this is my third weekend in a row where I've just, I was just like, I'm just going to weed it. I'm just going to get them all. And... Like, it's it's amazing to me how much come back each time. Because I feel like I'm pulling out buckets and buckets and buckets of them. And they just continuously come back. I'm like, am I doing it wrong? I don't know. And you'd think weeds would be my only problem. But it's enemies are converging on all fronts. Oh, no. Seem. Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. So the other enemies are, uh, I'm going to call them Luke and Nick and Nate. Just <laughs> out of the <laughs> Just gonna, just gonna I'm just gonna some, throw them out. Some, 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 some random names. No, not not really. They, these are the least of my problems. However, um, it must be said that sometimes when they're out there, um, they are the the sunflowers are still growing nicely. You can see them. They're big like stalks. They don't have flowers on them yet. They're just big green stalks right now. Okay. And so uh, they stand out. And so sometimes Nick and Nate will go over there and they'll just think like, "Ooh, what's this thing?" And they'll just stomp on it. <laughs> Just straight up. So what do they do? Stomp. Wham. Just wham. This is exactly what you'd think two-year-olds would do. They just a big old stomp. Now, Luke understands, for the most part, what the sunflowers are. He helped me plant them. You know, he knows what they look like. He would never go out there and intentionally try and harm the sunflowers. But he's also been out there while I was weeding before. And, you know, he likes to help as much as he can, which is, you know, not a ton. Sure. But he likes to help, and I appreciate it. I like that he's out there and we're just spending time together, which is great. But one day I come home, and Luke, in his, you know, just trying to be so helpful, was trying to do some weeding while he was out there. But, of course, actually pulled <laughs> up some of the sunflowers. That was disappointing. And that was disappointing. That was disappointing. I just came home and there's just like six stalks sitting on the sidewalk. And it's just like, just don't look. <laughs> I was like, oh no. So uh, that, that's been, I was like, I, I replanted them. They all still look green. I don't know if they took. I don't know if they're going to take, but we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay. We'll see on that front. They're, they're in our thoughts. They're in our thoughts, the sunflowers. Yeah. But now uh, you'd think that between weeds and children, that'd be enough. But no, Ben, I have a new worst enemy. Meteors. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> not meteors. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine though <laughs> if imagine. it was meteors? If it, you know what? If it was meteors, then I'd have a meteor. You know, true. If a mete- it's a. You know what? You know what? I'd be okay with if a meteor hits the sunflower patch in front of my house. Guess what? I just own a meteor now, and that's pretty cool too. It's not the worst. <laughs> it's not the worst. <clears throat> Instead, anyway, I interrupted. My new worst enemy is the rabbits. The rabbits. The rabbits. Ben. Oh, dear. Turns out. Turns out. Derned uh, wildlife. Yeah. Derned wildlife. So 
it turns out that amongst the many things you can grow, there are certain things rabbits don't like. But I've recently learned that apparently, like, rabbits' number one most favorite food is, like, sunflowers. Oh, no. (laughs) I know. Real problem. You should set up up a wildlife cam on your front door. No. You know? Well, I mean... (laughs) I mean, I just think, I mean, maybe maybe the real objective is to just not have them come back. But it would be, you know, kind of fun to, to see the not meteor threats you know what i got a bird feeder for out back and it is fun watching the birds show up it is pretty cool yeah, yeah. that's pretty good there's a it's attracted different birds that weren't in the backyard before which hey is fun. yeah there's like this really bright yellow finch that comes up every now and that's our favorite we named him lemon <laughs> yeah Man, I cannot wait for Addison to name things. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Luke is like total master namer. So we have Lemon, the yellow finch, and then then we have like a bright red cardinal that will also come eat from the bird feeder. His name's Strawberry. So... Those are both so cute. I know. They're such good names for birds, especially (laughs) wild birds that now I feel like I have a relationship with. It's like, oh, wait, Luke, there's Lemon. You know, you got to come over. It's very fun. That is very fun. Yeah. So anyway, I got rabbits. And this this was my problem, though. And this this is what made me think of it, is that I was trying to determine, like, I came home one day, and just, like, the the stalks of the sunflower are still there, but all the leaves are gone. You know, it's like they ate the leaves. They didn't eat, like, the whole thing, just the leaves. Mm, So, like, I'm trying to determine, you know, what do I, what do I do with my new sunflower problem of rabbits? Like, have I officially, like, already just lost the war because now the plants don't have any leaves? So, like, yeah, this this is, like, a weird one, too, because I know, I mean, for one, obviously, the reason that leaves exist is because they're able to then, you know, go through the process of, like, photosynthesis and, and you know, take the energy from the sun. Right, and turn yeah, that's what's fuel. doing all, all the chlorophyll and stuff. They're, exactly, yeah. The, we paid attention in, yeah. in science class. Leaves are basically the, the gatherer, the, you know, if there were hunters and gatherers, they're just the gatherers of the plants. They're Earth's solar panels exactly that's exactly you know they're out there getting the sunlight turning it into food exactly it's all yeah. really great um but i also know or or at least uh i have seen quite a bit about like if you are growing vegetables like in your vegetable garden that like going through and breaking off some of the like smaller leaves towards the bottom can be very helpful because then it helps the ones at the top grow oh right like now you don't have to supply nutrients <laughs> to these loser leaves yeah, exactly exactly, exactly. Yeah. that's what they're called that's the you know, a botanically accurate <laughs> yeah. phrasing. They all go to the jock leaves. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Plants, plants is not like an, you know, you know it's plants is, is big leaves win. <laughs> yeah. Oh this man. Is not, I'm not, these are not equal opportunity creatures, you know, it's a plant eat plant world out there. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that being said, it's like, I think that there, there sometimes is some logic that can be applied to, um, like some pruning being good. The question is like, and I don't know enough about like how a sunflower grows, but like if all of the leaves have been removed, exactly, yeah. What is what is left? What is the current health? Because there's also presumably roots down there that are doing something. Yeah, yeah. Know? The roots got to be helping, right? right? They got to do something. They're doing more, something more than nothing. You think? Um, yeah. So I'm I'm not I'm not totally sure. Yeah. What to tell you here? Well, here's the thing: is that I I think that they are still okay okay because i went i've examined them since then and some leaves have indeed already started growing back hold on i I have a question did you use a magnifying glass when you examined them i did not when you you said you examined them i imagine you got home from work you pulled out your magnifying glass you went down real close and you looked through at it 
I did not know. The leaves are big enough that I could see them with the naked eye, <laughs> as it were. Wow. I know, but it took a few days to grow in. It's the first I was like, <clears throat> what do I do? Should I just like dig up these plants and start over? You know, that would have been a real bummer. That would have been a real bummer. But I- what was ultimately really frustrating to me was the inability to Google an answer to this question. Like, how do you prevent rabbits from eating nope, sunflower seeds? not how do I prevent them. Are they okay even after the leaves are gone? Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. All of the Because Google is more than happy to tell you all of the ways in which to stop rabbits from doing it. It's more than happy to tell you whether or not it was safe for the rabbits to have eaten it, <laughs> as if I care. <laughs> Like, <laughs> not a rabbit diner. Look, yeah, this ain't a rabbit diner. I don't. I am not concerned about the rabbit's health here. All right. Sure. I, you know, I'm like I, the people. Yeah, because people are like, people. There's some rabbits ate my sunflowers. Are they going to be okay? And I'm like, I don't care if the rabbit's going to be okay. I want to know if my sunflowers are okay. If I need to restart. <laughs> okay. This is the real problem. Who's the victim here? Not the rabbits. They got a nice meal out of this situation. Right. As far now, as I can tell. And now you don't have sunflowers. Well, that's the thing. Do I have sunflowers? This is I couldn't figure it out. It was like, the stalks are still there. Will the leaves grow back? And it was just an impossible to answer Google question because there's a thousand ways to prevent it from happening. There's nothing that tells you what to do after it's happened. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So ultimately, I decided that what's going to happen is that the leaves are going to grow back. Is that was my determination based on the leaves actually growing back already no way. that I could I was see. Like, I was like, yeah. are you going to will this to happen? Or? As we've talked before about my ability to manifest things. And if I want those leaves back, they're coming back, okay? Deal. No. Deal. <laughs> Deal. Deal with it. <clears throat> I ultimately, My ultimate solution was that I also just got some rabbit repellent, um, which I'm very skeptical about. But I'm presently trying it out, so we'll see if it works. Interesting. But if I come back and all those leaves are gone again, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so mad. All I want... All I want is just my nice, pretty, big yellow flowers, all right? Are there, it doesn't seem like it's that much to ask for. Are there any... I, I'd be curious if there's any accompanying plants that rabbits would be less interested in coming near. Like, I know... Uh, and this is not based on really anything other than, like, I know that, like, carrots and tomatoes grow well next mm-hmm. to each other. So I'd almost be curious if there's anything that you would plant near something you want to succeed, b- basically just because, like, it otherwise is a natural repellent for yeah, the for yeah, the predator. Yeah, you're all over the Google results, Ben, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so I'm hitting There's the suggest- I mean, they have suggestions ranging from, yeah, plant things they're not interested in as like a barrier thing okay. around there. There's build physical barriers. There are people who are more lenient towards the rabbits who are like, you should just plant the rabbits a patch of clover and maybe they'll go eat that instead. And I was like, absolutely not. All right. <laughs> your your animosity towards these unnamed rabbits. Ben. Maybe you should name one of them like... Pepper. Pepper? Yeah. Absolutely not. That's way too cute. They need much worse <laughs> names. Like, like, <laughs> Sauce? Yeah. No, not Sauce. Sauce <laughs> is a fun name, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's Wait, a not fun name? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We need some sort of... <laughs> bazooka. <laughs> a bazooka. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is my... Yeah, I was... I, I, I don't know. It, it was it was bothering... It was making me actively mad that there were solutions that are like, here's other ways you could feed the rabbits so they won't eat your stuff. And I'm like, I don't... I, the rabbit's health is of no concern to me. Okay, well, I mean, that's been made clear. That's been, that's been, been let's, let's be clear. <laughs> poor Bazooka. Look, <laughs> just not out poor there. Bazooka. He's digesting my sunflower leaves as we speak. This is, uh, the, the problem is, like, all the solutions are just like, go plant more stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to plant more stuff. You know, then there's going to be stuff besides sunflowers in my flower bed. And that's what I want. 
you have a, anyway i'm going to hmm. i'm going to shift it to have uh, something that i tried i concocted yeah. over the weekend okay myself called banana water banana water banana water is it exactly <laughs> what it sounds like almost exactly okay yeah so you take a banana peel you put it inside of a jar you fill mm. that jar with water and then you just basically like wait a day and then you have banana water that you can then pour on your flowering plants i actually am <clears throat> familiar with banana water as oh. it were have you used banana water on i your have plants? not used well i did not use banana water but i learned about banana water from the same source that i learned about other things i've done for my plants um one day I, what did I make not too long ago? It involved like oatme- coffee. It involved oatmeal and hot water <laughs> and something else. And you basically just let it sit for an hour uh, on your. Um, oh, it was tea. It was open a tea bag, empty it into a jar, then put like a tablespoon of or like a cup of oats in there and then just boiling water and just let it sit for an hour and then it'll basically just turn into a plant potion. I love the care and attention that you're giving to your plants and the sheer animosity you have towards bazooka. Man. Like it is, it is the most hilarious, like unexpected twist. I feel like where most people think like small furry creature, adorable. Yeah. I and used to think that it used to be a real treat to, this is how I know it's rabbits too, is because I'll look out in my backyard and sometimes I'll see the rabbits out there. And it was very exciting because I could be like, Luke, look rabbits. And he's just excited because yeah, exact same thing. It was like, Ooh, I get to show you this, adorable thing but now it turns out that the rabbits have turned on me and they are no longer just some spectacle of joy for my sons (laughs) they are enemies of the sunflowers they were once reliable once reliable now hated by everyone (laughs) i don't think you're gonna win many opinions with your hatred of bunny rabbits well then you know what grow some sunflowers i'm serious (laughs) all right that's fair that's fair Mm -hmm. maybe maybe well actually i was gonna say maybe next year you could try like a raised bed or something but my suspicion is that if you don't want to plant other plants you also don't want to do a raised bed look i wouldn't mind having a raised bed the raised bed would just not go well in the exact spot that my sun that my flower garden is my flower bed i got you and there'd just be this like random wall of stuff that (laughs) Also, if I know one thing about rabbits in particular, it's that um, they're good at jumping. <laughs> That's some good right? hopping, thought little nut yeah, brown hair. Right? Have you read that book? What, uh, I don't think so. Guess how much I love you. Oh, I have read that little one. Little nut brown hair? Yeah. Big nut brown hair? This much to the moon and back and stuff. That's the one. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Nut right. brown hair. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. we're at a good stopping point. You think we're at a good stopping point? We. we I feel like we have now opinioned all over rabbits for so long that if we don't exit the conversation soon yeah it's gonna get dark well here's the challenge for everyone see if you can find a helpful google result that tells you whether or not your sunflowers will survive post rabbit assault okay okay so this uh, remember earlier when i was saying we need to think of something to solve okay this is that this is the thing we found it okay so if your sunflower has been attacked and the leaves have been removed. Yeah. Can your sunflower still thrive? Right. Exactly. That's what we need to know the answer to. Now, I'll go ahead and tell you that it appears the answer is yes. But that's not the confusion. The confusion is whether or not Google can deliver you that answer. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you, you used your magnifying glass to determine that this is, in fact, 
that all is okay. I well, so far that's what it seems <clears throat> like. I'm I'm curious now also that it must mean well maybe they ate the leaves and then left because there were no leaves. Because I was like I'm curious as to why they haven't continued to come back. Anymore. Well, that is the thing. There is there was like a single stalk that they apparently just were not interested in that had like some leaves still on it. But yeah, this this is my new concern is that like I'm seeing some leaves grow back, but will will the return of the leaves just reinvite the rabbits? Mm, yeah. We have to keep the repellent up. Interesting yeah. question. Yeah. Interesting question. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, as ever, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the pop. If you have any feedback for us, you can send that over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Or if you would like to support us over on Patreon, we have lots of really cool perks going on, uh, including at our exclusive merch tier for Q2 of 2022 bunch of twos in there yeah we are officially able to announce the product that we will have for this quarter which is which is going to be a black moleskin notebook with a gold stamp of the popcorn culture logo and and it will be personalized with your name with your name on it also in gold letters yeah i know i i think that we got the we got like the um image of the prototypes sent to us the other day uh which one of my favorite things about this entire process let me just tell you is the fact that i get to say the word prototypes so much (laughs) it's like it's like yeah i'm working on a prototype yeah working on the prototype it's a a thing yeah i have like i have like a schematic for like my you know like every every, like kickstarter video ever has always got like they'll have a they'll have like a like a three-dimensional drawing or whatever yeah i like to think that you know like i've got a three-dimensional drawing of a notebook and it's like oh yeah let me spin this around and like you know do all the things whatever Mm -hmm. anyway uh it is a large format uh, moleskin notebook and it is lined and again it will be pressed uh with the popcorn culture logo in gold foil on the front black notebook also personalized with your name available now at patreon.com slash popcorn culture at the exclusive merch tier if you sign up anytime between now and june 30th uh you will gain access to this particular piece of merch so if you'd like to go and check that out please do otherwise until next time pop pop Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.